hey, you know what? They should like show Loki with his shirt off more. <laughs> they they absolutely should show Loki. You know, I'm just because serious. for you know for fairness, because they've shown a lot of other Avengers exactly. partially clothed. How many times did we see Thor with his shirt off to Loki getting literally? His- Sure. I think this was the first time we see his shirt get taken off. I, I absolutely think it was. We did, we've never even seen Loki's arms. Like, literally, he's <gasps> always, right. like, completely covered up. He is the, he's like, like a nun in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, you never see his body. We've even seen, like, Tony Stark's, like, arms yep. at some point. Yep. We've seen his chest with a hole yep. in it, albeit, yeah. but. Sexy. Uh, I mean, Tom Hiddleston <laughs> is very sexy. Did you see, did you see, like, Tom Hiddleston's audition for Thor? Have you ever seen that audition video? Oh my god, yes, but like forever, like yes, yeah, a while ago, yeah. Yeah, he was he was cut in that, yes. if I remember correctly. He was really cut. I think he lost weight to play Loki, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I think like, you know, he actually, like, I understand he will probably have to gain weight to play Thor, but then, like, hey, you got Loki, and he was just like, okay, great, I don't have to work out, like, as much. Just kind of, like, slimmed down, but when they, like, took his chest out, I was like, damn, like, Tom Hiddleston's looking looking right. Tom Hiddleston is a beautiful man and here's here's what I will say about this I've been thinking about this a lot and like thinking about how to make a video about it um Thor and especially like that new set photo from Love and Thunder where his arms are like literally the size of fucking tree trunks yes (laughs) holy shit like Thor is like what men think that women want like that's like Uh oh yeah like they want but Loki is what actually what actually women want like I mean is that what you want though like don't you want that yeah what like do you no (laughs) what no (laughs) I'm not a Loki stan that's crazy you're crazy a large percentage a large percentage (laughs) of women want that let's not let's not be real let's be real here like but tom hiddleston i mean literally he that god he's he's got so many great projects that he's done um mm-hmm. and i was thinking about this actually too um loki is like this sex symbol in the mcu like mm-hmm. one of definitely one of like the characters that women particularly love the most yeah and he's never had any romantic interactions with anybody not one and i like it's just so funny to me that like women can completely impress that onto a character because like a lot of like the central characters have and even side characters have had Mm. you know romantic involvements love interests um and that's where a lot of like you know thirsting comes from i think yeah um and like even like bucky like bucky hasn't had any love interest but he's got steve and people ship him and steve together all the time and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of chemistry and we all know about the chemistry between him and sam and falcon and the winter soldier absolutely absolutely but, but yeah, Loki's never even had chemistry with anybody, except I, maybe Grandmaster. But that seemed like more bit. of a more of I an mean, opportunistic thing. There was a there was a power dynamic that was happening there that you know, like it <laughs> made, if there was a bit of romance, it was very lopsided. Like Jeff Goldblum yeah. totally wanted that Loki, but um, yeah. I think I think the reason for like the the huge uh, simping over that's what the kids are calling it simping over Loki. <laughs> Is because like and, I, and this is just how I kind of like related to like the actual like dating world and this is kind of like what got me what I like to believe what got me my wife is that women don't like like desperate men right like men who are like looking for a relationship the more you look for it the more desperate you look the more undesirable you kind of get right and it never works out in the end once you find it and yeah. 
every character in the MCU, like, they're, like, kind of, just in the way they're written, it's almost like they're always kind of, like, looking for a relationship. Chris, like, you know, Star-Lord is pining for Gamora, like, the Tony Stark and um, Pepper Potts thing. Everybody's trying to get with each other to the point where Hulk and Black Widow got with each other. Yeah. But when you have characters like Loki and Bucky, it, they're the ones in the relationship who are literally just focused on themselves. They literally have their own shit. They handle their shit. They're only about their shit. Loki is burdened with glorious purpose. And that is what's so attractive about him. He's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about these bitches over here. I don't give, I don't give a fuck about these bitches. I just want to conquer the world. Like, that's what I want to do. And I'm dedicated to that. And that's what makes people go, yo, this dude got goals. He's got, yeah. He doesn't need nobody. He's independent. But same thing with I'm- Bucky. Independent. Steve somewhat independent he ain't looking for a relationship he just out here just like i just want to you know fight people with my shield say you know help people and like you know and we call him jamal you know what i'm saying like, so, <laughs> so loki is just out here doing his thing and now we're gonna get a whole show we're talking about loki the show by the way in case you're just tuning in but now we're getting a whole show of just loki handling his shit and like you say he's a sex symbol he is a live action anime character Dude, that's the perfect way to put it. That is 100% the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Right. And now that I think about it, every single person that I've been interested in in my life has completely ignored me for like (laughs) a a good period of time before they realized that I existed. So yeah, I'm I'm recognizing a pattern now. No, I mean, I was, it was into it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they're into their shit and it's like, you know, it's the challenge of like wooing them. And like, I like, I I miss, I like the process of like wooing someone just kind of like, you know, I know you're not into me and I'm not going to force you to be into me, but just let you know, I'm right here. Like I'm cool. And you're going to feel one day, one day you're going to realize that I'm a catch and that's going to be the greatest of all. Like don't chase after me, but I want you to find out. I want it to be the ending of a romantic comedy. Yes, that's right? cla- that's classic romantic comedy. It's, it's, it's perfect, classic, right? Just, like it was right in front of you all along. That's what I want. Not in like <laughs> a nice guy type of way. I like want like like when I was in high school, all I wanted was for someone to be like, "Oh wow, Juju, like you're really cute," and I'd just be like, "Huh, thanks." Like just give like a look, a look. dude. Same. Thanks. But when it comes to like the the Loki show, I I really dug this first episode. Like I I dug it so much, and like. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. Like, I've already, I've kind of, like, made my assumptions that this was going to be Marvel's version of Doctor Who. Like, you have Loki <laughs> traveling through different time streams and things of that sort. But I was surprised that a lot of things that we talked about just recently in the last show about, like, how, uh, you know, Loki can, like, reckon with, like, either the life that he didn't have and, like, just kind of, like, you know, explore the trauma that he's dealt with with Odin and his relationship yep. with Thor. They hit us with all that in the first episode. Right off the bat. Dude, I was, I mean, I was, I was hooked from like the first, the first moment. The cinematography was gorgeous Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like everything, I I love, I I heard some people being like, oh, I don't like it when they use uh, clips from, you know, like previous films. But I think that it was necessary because I think a lot of people, the timeline is confusing. Yeah. Um, And I think it like very clearly sets up like this is this Loki. I think that's very necessary. Um, But yeah, I was... I was I was immediately invested, and I just mm-hmm. thought I like I uh, Kate Heron, the director and showrunner, um, wildly impressed with episode one. Like, 
I, 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 I'm definitely going to be watching her career from here oh, on out. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like just what you said with like that, that very first scene, how like it transitions from like what we knew from Avengers Endgame where he like eventually disappeared. And then it picks up with him like landing in this Mongolian desert. Like, like you said, that cinematography was just absolutely gorgeous. And the Marvel shows have kind of like now cornered the market on creating these shows that have just as much quality as the movies. Like you're watching a movie 30 minutes at a time, which is like very yeah. impressive. And what really keyed me into that was seeing Loki land in that like sand. And it was almost a shot for shot recreation of the of Iron Man, like leaving the cave when he crash landed into the desert as well. And yeah. I was just and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, wow, this is really like a movie. Like, and it, it just looked incredible. And then, you know, yeah, I don't know why, but I just love the timekeeper just kind of like showing up and being like, boop, two piece. And like, he's like in slow motion. <laughs> and she's just like, yep, you feel all that pain. Let's go. And I, I, I at that, it was that moment where I was just kind of like, okay, this is going to be fun as hell. This is going to be a fun fucking <laughs> no. show. And I'm, I mentioned a couple times already, but I'm just, I'm so impressed with the, t the balancing of the tone in this show. Mm -hmm. Like they've done such a good job of keeping it really fun and zany and like bizarre. It really does remind me of like David Lynch at times. Like yeah. that's how just weird it is. But it's also like really deep. Like, you yeah. know, it's very, it's very they've they've really delved into the emotional aspect of it so far and the stakes do seem like they seem very high mm -hmm. um i mm -hmm. i like i thought that it was uh, the show did a good job of blending like an ominous tone with like yeah. a really like fun lighthearted tone like miss minutes is a good example of Love that miss like minutes. Yeah. really lightheartedly being like oh howdy y'all this is <laughs> this is how uh this horrible war went on <laughs> like it's just it's really i really like that scene a lot if somebody like mentioned in my comments that miss minutes reminds you a lot of uh i can't remember the name of the character but it's like the dna strand from the jurassic park movie that like yes. talks to you about like how they extract it. it reminded me that of that and it and you know jurassic park has that same tone as well where like you're going to like an amusement park with dinosaurs but there's raptors that could fucking rip your guts out so uh, jurassic park is so good uh, it's one of my favorites of all time it still holds it's, up well fucking iconic that movie's so amazing but with miss minutes you know she's literally like talk, like you said talking about like how there was this huge war of timelines that kind of like almost destroyed everything <laughs> but hey like just know you're gonna get your ticket you're gonna you know hopefully not be reset and you're just like this and she's voiced by a tara strong too which yeah. is uh, incredible which is also like a nice little nugget that's like super incredible but you know what like the whole like bureaucratic look of the uh, tva reminded me of it was like the good place you ever watch that show? yes it was very yeah. much like the good place you had absolutely like, owen wilson is a uh, ted danson i want to say his name is like i want to say it's yeah ted danson yeah that, yeah, yeah owen wilson is definitely him he's just there just kind of like hey we're just gonna talk you know like i've watched your entire life over, over the course of a million years over and over again but hey it's fine like I, it's it's the way they set up this world outside of the marvel cinematic universe because the tva exists like outside of time and space and like to yeah. think you would think like you know it would be similar to like soul where everything's just kind of like these abstract concepts and you know these like little soul people no it's just people in suits and <laughs> you have a guy who works behind a desk for millions of years who never know, knew what a fish was and yeah. just, you know yeah. I, just, I just like the that like scene you said, was the blending so great. great like great. literally it was like <laughs> just <laughs> threatening someone who has zero concept of what a consequence <laughs> is like it's just it was it was brilliantly done 
Um, but yeah, it also really reminds me of uh, Umbrella Academy, which I'm a huge fan Still of. Still like to the, watch that. The, the commission. It's it's got a very similar vibe. Like it's you know mm-hmm. it even plot wise like it's you know uh, the commission I think they call it which mm-hmm. is in charge of like um, managing time. It's mm-hmm. less of like various timelines, which is like time itself. Right. Um, and it it has a very similar vibe. It's got like a you know a, a bit of a retro kind of vibe, and it's um, right. yeah. I, I I was I was making a ton of parallels. Like I th- I think that the show is very cleverly alluding to a lot of different things while yeah. also like firmly it, it it still feels mcu you know absolutely yeah like it's, the humor is still there like uh the character like the mcu is a, does a really great job of oh, sorry driving the story with character development and i feel like this episode completely keyed in on loki as a character i feel like we've gotten more development from loki in this first episode than we've gotten in the entire mcu and that's saying a lot like this it, this episode truly dove into like who loki is as a character and when you like drop him into this setting because you know loki obviously is the god of mischief but then what happens when you place a god in like a higher power like in a place where there are literal beings that can just you know smack you and make you go slow-mo or like you try to run away and they rewind you and you know time works differently here you know it the whole time you have loki who's like a god being a non-believer Right. And he's saying like, oh, you know, this is this is a farce and this is a circus and the clowns are playing their part. But then, you know, he opens that drawer of infinity stones and just go, what the, f- the most powerful things in the universe. And you guys are using them for paperweights, for pa- for paperweights. And so like having Loki get smacked in the mouth with this literally and figuratively and more metaphorically having this realization of like, oh, my gosh, like there are things like stronger than me, stronger than Thanos even. That, yeah. like that he has to like come to a reckoning with and then like see within himself like what what is what is it that makes him hurt people i found that to be very interesting like why do you hurt people loki like why are you doing this yes that that little uh dialogue between the two of them was brilliantly done because mm-hmm. it also parallels what you were just talking about because loki is a character that has a lot of hubris and a lot of ego but he also is very cunning and knows how to adapt and he knows when he needs to bend the knee to someone like thanos he knows when he needs to play the play along you know lay and waiting until his time comes Mm -hmm. uh and it's all it's all in service of this idea that one day he will accrue more power that every time he bends the knee it's only in an attempt to yeah it's it's just you know it's a trick and this was like the first truly humbling experience I think for him because literally every other time it's just been like oh well I'm just I'm just doing this you know right. playing the long game something like this but this was very much like a and I think there is still some of that I think there's definitely still some of um, what 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 am I going to be able to get out of this in the long run right. can I use this power for my advantage but I also think it truly was just like a wake up call that everything he's worked for his entire life was meaningless which is some heavy shit (laughs) it's it's nihilistic as fuck really like the whole like you are not in charge of your destiny you are not in charge of your life it's preset like you think your choices are your own they're not like we know exactly where you're gonna go the only reason why you're here is because you're like literally the one in a million shot that like stepped out of the uh stepped out of the lane and we took you so like even this right here is kind of like preordained and like for loki to kind of like realize that now when you really think about about loki's like journey in the mcu 
like and, and you said this in one of your videos and the show says this is that he only exists to make everyone else around him better like he yep. doesn't there's no higher calling for him there's no kingdom there's no like glorious purpose that he's going for he thinks he is but he only exists to make people like the avengers better to make thor better even the 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 original sacred timeline version of loki who died at the hands of thanos he exists to make that version better and then you and then you step out of that timeline and you find out that yeah like we've seen your life just like from beginning to end and there's nothing you can do about it. And so like, not only does he realize that even in his own life that he lived, he was always at the service of people like Thanos, always at the service of like, like you said, bending the knee to like serve a higher power. He never truly like had his time. So only, it is only now where he kind of like steps out of his time where he realizes it's either over or I believe he's going to like find a way to kind of like break out of this because the, these emotions that we're seeing, I feel like they're truly genuine. But at the end of the day, Loki is still the god of mischief. So even so, even like him going through like this monologue of him saying like, "Oh, like I don't want to hurt people. I do it because I have to." And like it's very true. Like he does do it because he has to. That's true. But he's also probably gaining sympathy from Mobius to kind of like you know let his guard down so that Loki can like betray him later on. And I think that we're going to see him embracing his authentic identity. I think this whole, this was a great way to start the show saying, you know, questioning, why do you do the things that you do? Why are you the way that you are? Um, which is very humbling for him, but I think that he'll, you know, come back stronger when he realizes that he can still be that person and accept himself and, and not, you know, hurt people to, to do those things. I think right. that... Like, for example, that scene where he watch it, he's watching his life and the fucking tape <laughs> rolls at the end of the reel, that that was a really hard scene to mm -hmm. watch. Like, literally watching someone watch their life play out on film and just yeah. see the end. Like, there's, like, ev all of the Loki theorists that say, oh, you know, maybe he survived. Maybe no, the variant took his place. <laughs> he's he's dead. That's yeah. the end. That's the end of the line for him. Like, that's his, the end of his reel. And that's yeah. just, like, visually, that was a, a tough thing to process because right. putting yourself in that position, it's like, wow. Like, I can't even imagine the, the weight of that. Yeah. And someone... I mean I saw someone um, post on TikTok that uh, Tom Hiddleston's acting was like over the top and, and Shakespearean and, and that's, that's why I hadn't gotten. Yeah, I can't remember. But so, somebody made a video where they were saying that it's like it was just like uh, it was too much and, and that, that's why they hadn't gotten into it. And I was like, yeah, but that's that's the whole point of, of Loki. That's yeah. part of that's his character. That's the whole point of like that, the Thor mythos, honestly. It's Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything that Loki does is a performance that's what mm -hmm. uh mobius was talking mm -hmm. to him about like it's intentional because loki is never being his authentic self loki is always putting on a right. show for someone and sometimes that someone is just himself because he has to lie to himself right. in order to do the things that he does right. um but yeah i was like what no i mean i i mean <laughs> like you know everybody's entitled to their opinion but i was just like what i, don't I mean that's that. <laughs> that's that's part of it like that's that's right uh, this that that's what makes Loki who he is is the right. fact that he is just performing constantly which I mean to an extent we all do like you know mm -hmm. everybody's yeah. obsessed with Bo Burnham's special 
And uh, it's all about how we're constantly performing all the time for each other. And yeah, Loki just <laughs> Loki just does it with a little extra flair because he's Loki. And <laughs> um, I I know you. I as I understand it, and just like a quick aside on the Bo, Bo Burnham thing is like, you just got an Instagram, right? Like that Instagram you have is like brand new, right? It's yeah. It's like it's like it's like two months old or something like that. Okay, yeah. so. <laughs> because <laughs> i know you saw i don't know if you've seen the song white woman instagram oh but, yeah <laughs> like I'm, that's why i was wondering i was like do you have like another instagram where you like have a white woman instagram like <laughs> i i you know i was thinking the other day i'm never on my personal account but um yeah i, I was thinking i do need to add you on there and it's i wouldn't say i mean mate i don't i truly don't know like i did have to look through it after the song so i was like do i i i mean i think that all of my pictures are probably just as silly but i don't think i had any of the examples from or not most of the examples like i do have a picture of me in like a furry hoodie but i'm mm. holding my my kid because it was snowing yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that that's, counts. That's but. one out of like, I don't know how many, <laughs> like 50 photos he put in that song, but that, it counts. It counts. Uh, but yeah, but, but, but back to Loki, I think like uh, him looking at his life, I feel like that to be the most interesting scene in the entire episode. That's like probably my favorite because one, I think I really do think that is the only time we're really going to get genuine true 100 percent true at the very least the motion where all the other emotion that we're going to get from him is probably going to be you know at most 80 percent like 80 yeah. percent true and then everything else is going to be him playing to the camera but i feel like him watching this scene of his life play out specifically like the scene where uh thor offers him a hug because i made a whole like video about this how that's the most underrated loki moment because you know, the minute he like catches that thing and says like, I'm here, that's basically him saying like, I'm open to having a hug with my brother. It's such a beautiful like, and then you see like Thor smiling, right? Yeah. But then you like see this scene where he's looking at the scene and you don't see the, you see part of it, but you cut over to Loki smiling in that moment as well. Meaning that, you know, there, this is, that's the moment where they like have that bond. 20, 20, 2012 Loki hasn't had that moment yet. And the fact that like, he's smiling at that moment that he hasn't had shows how much love he has for Thor, even directly after the events of Avengers, right? Like even after being captured and put in prison, he loves his brother so much to the point where Thor, where he sees a video of Thor saying, Oh, I'd even give you a hug. And he reciprocates. He's like, Oh wow. I give Thor a hug. It's so sweet. It's so fucking sweet. But then like, is he, but then you, you still, but you still think because it's Loki, is he playing to camera still? Right. And that's what makes Loki so great because you're like, this looks so genuine. It's so real. And I believe this. But is he playing to camera, though? Like, and see, is this a here's farce? the thing that I that I'm really intrigued by the show so far is that the TVA exists in this space that is, you know, the opposite of a performative existence. It's mm-hmm. it's very much um, observatory only. Yeah, very. I mean, literally, these the guy doesn't know what a fish is. Like these people don't have free time. There's, it's just the job. It's just mm-hmm. the the maintaining of the timeline. And for Loki, so much of his life has been vice and you know personal pleasures. And for him, which is usually you know power and, right. but it's yeah, it's he's in a space. It, it really felt like when Mobius comes back in after he's watched the tapes, after he's just sitting there with the Tesseract and yeah. Mobius asks him like, did you try to use it? And he's like, yeah, like a million times. <laughs> and this like 
he that is the moment to me more so even than him watching his life but that moment where he watched his life he was probably sad and in denial went through the stages of grief and one of the stages was you know um bargaining and he tried everything he could to get out of there because he probably thought well i can change it i can i can be different and then realizing no you don't have any power here there your magic doesn't work here no magic works here infinity stones don't work here (laughs) that's crazy nothing is yeah nothing is Mm. nothing has meaning other than what is specifically assigned meaning by Mm. these group of people that the timekeepers or whatever and that's just that's that's a lot like and i I do yeah and I do think we've seen genuine emotion from Loki only one time before, and that's in the Dark World when he, after he loses Frigga, yes. and he puts the shield down. Um, that that is a, still a really heavy scene to me. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. And again, that's like even even then, like Thor had to tell him Loki stop, like yeah, like stop hiding. He was still trying. You know, yeah. he was still trying, and he couldn't he couldn't hold on to it. So like I think like after that scene where he sees his neck get you know, relocated, as I like to say. Um, I think, he, like, the way his face looked, it looked like he, he was form. to me, it looked like he was kind of, like, formulating a plan, right? Like, it, like, he saw that, and it was, like, that moment that said, that, no, no, like, this isn't where my story ends. This is not, this is not going to be the end for me. Like, yeah. I'm going to find a way, like, out of here, and I'm not giving up. So, like, you see him just kind of, like, feigning, uh, you know, you know, giving up feigning surrender and you know he has like the the infinity stone and he's just kind of sitting there just kind of like hey yeah I'll, I'll help you out but at the end of the day like this is loki we're talking about and like i'm excited yeah. to see like where his story kind of goes because you know we've seen the trailers and there's like te- like times in the trailers where he's saying like and this is why i hate trailers where he's like oh yeah like you <laughs> think you can like manipulate me like oh we're always one step ahead because remember the the tva in, in and of itself is a very like uh, is a very like shady organization because they're not telling Loki everything. Like, yeah. so we know that, you know, or at least they say at the end of the episode that they're going to go for another Loki variant, meaning that like, okay, there's a chance that this Loki variant could kind of like take on the Loki variant that they're going to take on later on. Or like, you know, this has happened before. So it's just, it's just. I think like where where we're gonna go from here is that we're just gonna see Loki kind of like taking the steps to either becoming that Loki variant or you know uh, defeating that Loki variant and then just kind of like breaking free of the chains of the of the TVA. So yeah, it's really it's a lot of interesting concepts and themes and such that is going on in this show right now. Honestly, it's so much that I can't really wrap my head around it because like I'm still trying to like okay, it exists out of time and and also, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm going all over the place. It just because there's so much, there's so much. They've they're, they confirmed they're... the timeline, like they confirmed the yes. end game thing is just one straight timeline. It's not a bunch of different branch, which things. is completely baffling to me that that's the direction that they're going. Yeah. But I guess that I guess that means that. So my new thought is that this show is going to be everyone. You know, everyone thinks it was going to be Wanda, but. The TVA explicitly says in the first episode mm-hmm. that there was a war amongst the timelines, and so now they protect the sacred timeline. And the fucking next movie is Multiverse of yep. Madness. Yep. I mean, there is no chance that the TVA is not going to, if the TVA is still around, that the right, TVA is right. not going to be oh, involved. Oh, they're breaking down. Yeah. Yeah, like for sure they're going to be involved if there's another fucking timeline split, and there's, I mean, yeah, so. Yeah. 
I do feel I do feel confused though, and people I've I've already had people in my comments being like, uh, no, because like Gamora, I would think would be a variant, yeah. and Steve, yeah. if he lives in a different timeline, as the Russo brothers say, mm-hmm. would be a different variant. So it's like, I mean, at least I I think. I mean, yeah. I I don't. It doesn't seem like you need to have an Infinity Stone on your person to become a variant. Otherwise, right. they would have a lot more than just a handful in a drawer. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, you know, um, and like, like, just to like even push further on that, it's like, this is why I think the TVA is like so shady, right? Yeah. They, they're the ones who are deeming what is and what isn't like a variant, like what causes the variant. Like Loki literally laid it out. Like the Avengers are the reason why I'm here in the first place. They're the ones yep. who can't, who travel back in time. And they're the ones who like have been messing with it. Tony Stark went, not Tony, uh, Steve Rogers went back in time to go be with Peggy. Like they're all over the goddamn place. Why aren't they variants that are taken here? And they're just, oh, yeah, it was sanctioned by the, you know, the timekeepers. And it's like, why the fuck did you come after me? Like, how, why, is, why is it this Even the quantum shit? realm. Like, Even how does the quantum, the quantum realm, realm fit into this? Because it certainly doesn't seem to fit into our universe. It seems to be like a, you know, maybe a holding space. Exactly. They're just like, oh, yeah, I mean, that was supposed just... to proceed as it was supposed to. But I'm like, so Gamora, like, literally dying and then coming back from a another timeline although you said there's only one timeline that's sanctioned yep. like you know that that yeah. just so i want but that's why that's why i think like the tva is very shady because i don't think that's really the case i think they're lying yeah and i think yeah. like they, they're taking loki because they legit need him and they just saw that as like their opportunity their excuse like oh yeah. he has an infinity stone so like let's let's take him because it's yeah because i always thought to myself like it's the space stone it's the space. It's not the time stone. He didn't mess with time. He literally just teleported from one space to the other, yeah. which he does all the time, you know? Yeah. So it's like, at w- what does the t- what do the timekeepers deem to be? Oh, yeah, we're just going to let that slide or, okay, like, we need to, like, pick up this person and then, like, you know, make them go through the whole court process. It's very curious. And Well, uh, it definitely, like, they've definitely got, like, ominous corporation vibes. Mm-hmm. Um and it also it it reminds me a bit of a wrinkle in time, which is another uh, book that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's very much I, I get the feeling like they are con- they they are very much they have some kind of nefarious agenda and they specifically want to control the timeline. Not that different universes can't exist simultaneously, but that right. they have their own agenda. Pardon me. That uh, that they want people to for some reason they want this timeline to exist only right um and that you know that's definitely shady but as i said in in a video i made today um i i'm super curious about what what the tva is actually up to and who like the hooded figure that we saw is if it really is a loki variant if it's Mm -hmm. this variant later on but what i'm really interested in is the fact that it's it's from episode one it's set up as this Loki is, we know that he is not the best version of himself. Right. Like, he was chosen. Every decision that he was that he made was chosen to make people around him the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So even though he ended up being, you know, a, a good guy in the end and having a redemption arc, he's not the best version of himself. And this new variant Loki that has gotten this rapid character growth... Um, is presented with the question of who is he really and he's also presented with well who are you really um that's that's to be decided you you have you can decide that but in order to decide that you have to go up against like maybe the most 
evil version of yourself yeah and so to start that journey like knowing that i just feel like there's no way that the major the major conflict of the show isn't going to be like an internal uh conflict of of identity and purpose and existential dread (laughs) which is one of my favorite things i love i love existential dread especially like with our favorite characters that we grow to love who are like anime characters but yeah (laughs) but i like in terms of like you know there there's so many just like the branch realities that the show is kind of setting up there's so many directions that this show can go from here on out we like we got the reveal that loki himself is in fact db cooper which i thought was hilarious because apparently amazing it was a bet that he made with thor that caused that to be but there are just so many i hope we get more of that i hope I, that we get more of that. I, I need more of that man i need i need more of like flashbacks of like thor and loki kind of like coming down to earth and just like fucking around and shit like yes. that. like i, I yes. need i need more a look into the teenage years of thor and loki and like the bets they've done on earth that would be yes. that's a whole nother show right there <laughs> and, I'm, and i would die for it oh but, my god i would yeah i would watch that in a heartbeat but yeah, yeah, so like like I said, there was so many there's so many directions that the show could take and like we know this is all leading up to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And like you said, like WandaVision we thought was gonna be WandaVision is also leading up to it, but I feel like this one is going to explain what's happening a lot more. Like yeah. um obviously they're setting up like the timekeepers only want one cohesive timeline. And a multiverse is something that they don't want. So what what's going to happen is either loki is and i don't think loki's going to be the one to break the timeline per se i don't think loki is the one breaking the timeline i still think that's like just a bullshit excuse for them to like use loki to like fix things but i feel like the way because they they call loki a nexus being right and that we've been seeing nexus all throughout the mcu and a nexus being for those of you guys listening is someone who's pretty much like the center or a gateway of like a multiverse like they're pretty much the center of like multiple doorways to these different parallel universes or what have you and wanda herself is confirmed to be a nexus being as well and there was that commercial in episode seven of wandavision where they have the nexus pill and they describe the pills an antidepressant that can help you anchor you back to your reality so calling her the anchor and making that reference so i think like with (laughs) Loki, this variant Loki and Wanda being Nexus beings, they're setting up that one of them is going to do something to break the cause the multiverse. Loki right now is probably going to like enact some plan that might break it. Wanda currently is attempting to get her kids who are who've been like, you know, I want to say unlived, but just kind of erased from her reality. And she's probably going to pull them out of another one. So one of these events is going to lead directly into the multiverse of madness. And like you said, the timekeepers could be the ones saying like, oh, we've had our eyes on Loki this time, but we had no idea there's this super powerful being who like wields chaos magic that was actually the one who could break it. So there's so many different theories that could happen and I'm excited to see where they go. Like it really, I got the vibe right off the bat that this hooded figure is like intentionally trying to fuck with the timelines. Like whatever this like if it's another loki variant whatever it is i get the feeling that it's not like oh i'm just evil and i just want to kill people um i get the feeling that it's specifically trying to fuck with the multiverse and fuck with the tva and i like we all thought that it was going to be wanda doing it something out of love but i at this point i'm wondering maybe it could be this you know vindictive 
pissed off hooded figure that has a vendetta with the TVA and is like, no, say that. we need more. <laughs> we need we need a multiverse. You you're being tyrannical. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's equally as likely. And it's really interesting that these things are happening like simultaneously, because as the viewer, it does keep us on our toes. And it's yeah. it's not it's not plainly obvious at all what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love that. I also love that, you know, Loki seems so open ended. Like, that's mm. the thing. It's like I couldn't even begin to make a prediction because like Same. any anything could happen. Like mm. <laughs> people are like, oh, well, do you trust the TVA? I'm like, oh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't. <laughs> but I mean, like the, the timeline explanation sounds a lot like what the ancient one said to it, Bruce. It, it matches it, up. Yes. So, yeah. Like, so I, I do believe that like. There is, there is not currently a multiverse. I think that the TVA is ensuring that there is not currently. Does that, I, again, I don't think that that means that there can't be or shouldn't be. I just, right. I do believe that there is only, like, that's why when people are like, oh, well, like, Steve could have been in a different timeline. I mean, I guess, theoretically, that happens five years in the future from this show, but also every time seems to be a circle in the TVA. So yeah. it's confusing, but... Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm trying to ignore plot holes. I have a I have a theory, and this is a bonkers ass crazy theory, right? I want to hear it. Tell so, me. The, are you familiar with the concept of like battle world, like Secret Wars, and like the Marvel Comics universe? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I have a theory, and for those of you guys who don't know, Battle World is essentially like this comic. Well, well Secret Wars specifically, in the Secret Wars comic that happened in I want to say 2015 or maybe even more recent the universes collided within each other like they collided there was this thing called the incursions and they collided into one world and it was called battle world and on battle world you had like everyone from different universes just kind of like mingling with each other and dr doom was like the god of them all like he was the ruler he had a whole like police force of thors from separate universes which was crazy <laughs> he had he had like dr strangers surrounding him uh he had a, a version of invisible woman who was like obsessed with him uh miles morales officially like was part of that universe and that's how and then at the end of the event that's how miles morales came into the like main marvel universe so one world so i have a feeling that the current MCU as we're looking at it right now is Battle World, right? And the other universes, the and we're now we're talking like Spider-Man connections. Amazing Spider-Man was its own universe. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man universe was its own universe. The Fox movies were their own universe. Fantastic Four, like Blade, all these things were in their own universes. And then before the MCU universe kicked off, there was an incursion that created Battleworld, AKA the MCU. And that's why the timekeepers are making sure there's just one timeline, right? They wanna keep it the MCU. Now, Wanda or Loki is pretty much going to create a multiverse. They're gonna break that, create a multiverse, and they're going to pretty much restore the different timelines, the different multiverses, and that's where we get Sam Raimi Spider-Man coming back, amazing Spider-Man coming back. Maybe even adding like the Fox like universe, like acknowledging the Fox universe again. And that's how like they lead into Spider-Man No Way Home. I know it's crazy, but My I think I think that's what's hurts. happening. <laughs> I sound like a crazy person. I got like a like a like a no, whiteboard. No, I mean I genuinely tried to follow that and like I like I, I get what you're saying, but also like just I feel like it's I <laughs> 
I'm like glitching, you know. Like, like, like trust me, I glitched a little bit just explaining that. Just like, just kind of like, all right, all right. I know it's here. Let me pull it out. But I, I, I truly do believe that, like, that, like, we're just pretty much starting off with like the battle world concept, where you know, there's one universe, and then there used to be a multiverse, right? As the show put it, there used to be a multiverse, and then they just pretty much say like, nope, just one sacred timeline. The MCU itself is a sacred timeline and they pretty much like erased the Sam Raimi universe, the amazing Spider-Man universe, the Fox universe, the blades, the what have you. And then once like the multiverse happens again, we'll get those universes back. Right. And then that's like leads into Spider-Man. I had said this a while back in like just a tangent video that I made where I was like, what if the mutants didn't have to come into the MCU? Like, because Disney owns all these properties now and they Mm -hmm. own access to their own universes. And I don't even necessarily think that they need to continue with, like, the Fox universe, but they could still start from scratch. Theoretically, and I'm not saying that they're going to do this, but theoretically they could start from scratch and just create a different universe that they don't have to shoehorn these characters into. Um, And, you know, I mean, it's... They're, they own all of these things, and if we are getting a multiverse, it's it's very possible that yeah. they could say, oh, well, they just they exist in a different universe, and maybe occasionally there'll be crossover events, like in the comics when people like fucking Bishop is always yep. fucking reality jumping. Yep. So it's, it's like, you Cable's know. always time traveling and shit like that, it, and America exactly. Chavez does the same shit. Like, America, yes. that's her whole deal. Yeah, so and I mean, Deadpool like, it's totally not. Yeah, absolutely. And that would be like, a, I think, an easier way for them to bring in stuff like that that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily fit into the world that they've already built. Yeah. But I do. It does seem like they really like their cohesive, you know, MCU. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but I I mean, anything's possible. See, you just you just literally add it to my theory without even knowing <laughs> it. They like their cohesive MCU. They yes. are the timekeepers keeping the sacred <laughs> timeline. See, you got it. See, something's stuck in there. Uh, and Stanley truly is a watcher of the MCU. Stanley is going to created it all, but he's just he's just there to watch in the MCU. Look, we already saw like one of the watchers with just a completely like CGI like being in Guardians too. But yeah, I would. So with that being said, I would like Watu to just be a completely like CGI like Stanley. You know, just like completely <laughs> CGI like he watched and like he doesn't even have to say much. He just has to say like, Galactus is coming. Like that, that's. <laughs> Just digitally recreate his voice and Galactus is coming. <laughs> Excelsior. I mean, I think that that's, that's all we really need. You know, just like a little little ode to the man. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, if you guys liked Loki, let us know what you think. Like, we thought it was a great first episode. And will you be watching next week? Are you excited? Do you hate it? Let us know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I am Straw Hat Goofy. Make sure you follow my socials. Make sure you guys also like follow us on uh, Twitter, the tweets. and Yes. And... If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, leave us a review. And you know what? If you you know if you leave us a review, it helps us. It it, it boosts the whatever you know. <laughs> and then we you know we can we can keep doing the thing and, and doing it to more people. Hopefully, <laughs> that sounded wrong, but it's not. Please, <laughs> it's just... please, someone write that as a review. I'm looking at the camera now. <laughs> write that as a review. They help us keep con- continuing to do the thing on the whatever. Like. <laughs> Do it to more people. <laughs> Do it to more people. <laughs> I think that should be our tagline. I'm like, great with words. I'm wordsmith over here. We're, we're putting that on our merch. 
we're putting that on merch now. <laughs> Help us do the thing and keep doing it to more people. So yeah, that's great. Uh, and speaking of merch, uh, make sure you guys check out some of uh, Straw Hat Goofy merch as well. It's on the link in my bios and all my socials and things of that sort. And uh, yeah, we're it's also designed. It's, uh, it's great designs. And we're also still coming through with the Patreon. You guys just stay tuned yes. for that. Some Should be coming out very soon. Very soon. Uh, exclusive content's going to be on that. So make sure you guys sign up when it is available. And we're super excited to be launching it. So that stuff yes yeah <laughs> all right guys you guys have a wonderful thursday and i'm gonna let you close it close it out so i don't just word vomit again i i like the word vomit so now <laughs> now i don't want to close it out so i'll just be like bye <laughs> bye guys <laughs>